This is the OTP, sponsored by our great friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Farm Bureau Health Plans is celebrating 75 years of providing Tennesseans with high-quality health coverage at an affordable price. Visit FBHP.com to learn about our history in Tennessee. This is the OTP on the road at the 2023 Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, with head coach Dave McGinnis and... Rhett Bryan, both of Titans Radio. I am Mike Keith. Wednesday morning, ready to start day two of what is really the full week of Reese's Senior Bowl week. And to a certain extent, for us, Reese's Senior Bowl week is three days because, Coach Mack, the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday sort of days are really what it's all about, even more so than the game. Well, for the coaches, it, it certainly is, you know, you know, starting early in the morning and going through all of the practices and then the evening interviews that they will have with these players. That's the, that's the main, that's the important part. Uh, you know, I've mentioned before on the podcast, I've coached this thing six times. And when you're on a, when you're a coaching staff here, I mean, all of a sudden it feels like the place is deserted come Friday. And then now the, the game is very well attended. Everybody in the league normally, normally, the majority of the league leaves after the Thursday practice. Rhett Bryant, let's talk about what we saw in the Tuesday practices. A lot of heat, which was a surprise. It got much warmer than anybody thought it was going to. Thought the players held up pretty well in nearly 80-degree temperatures. Who jumped out to you right away? Give me a name. Uh, I'm going to give you one is uh, Puka Nakua, the wide receiver from BYU. Um, I'll give you one other name because in the spirit of Amy Wells, that's what you get when you ask her a question. Well, of course. And you're probably taking Coach Max right now. So yeah, that's of good. course. That's, that's, I feel good now that Amy's represented here. Yes. Uh, Luke Musgrave, the tight end from Oregon State, who you know did not play a whole lot of the 2022 season because of an injury and measured at uh, nearly 6'6 and has good uh, measurables, but had a nice afternoon. All right, let's talk about Puka Nakua for a second. The wide receiver from BYU, is he a highly rated prospect down here, or did he surprise? I think he surprised because he was supposed to be uh, a day three into maybe a late day two prospect going into this. But uh, with the consistency that was shown yesterday, he's certainly one of these guys that can improve his stock this week. Uh, but, yeah, he was not like one of the top receivers that people were talking about going into this, just, just this roster. Because, as we mentioned in the OTP previously, uh, Tank Dell from H- University of Houston and Rasheed Rice from SMU, they were probably the two of the uh, probably best three or four wide receivers people were talking about coming into this event. Luke Musgrave, not a surprise. Not a surprise. Yeah, not at all. Maybe a first-round pick? Uh, he could certainly work his way into that conversation. I think he was a surprise because you haven't seen him since the second week of the season. That's, uh, th- this, is, this is a big time for him. I'm glad uh, Rhett brought him up. But this is a big time for him now, uh, Mike and Rhett, throughout the combine. This is, this is really important for him. All right, so Coach Mack, who jumped out to you at the two very warm practices yesterday here in Mobile? Osiris Torrance, the the guard from Florida. I mean, this is a legit guy. 
I mean, I, I liked him. I liked the way he looked. And then in the spirit of Amy Wells, because uh, we always Yeah, because I give you one guy and you name like six. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll name one more. Okay, just, good. You know, just do, I'll follow what Rhett did. But, again, I will say in the spirit of Amy Wells, since we're missing her, <laughs> uh, is Jonathan Mingo, the wide receiver from Mississippi State. I mean, I you know, coming into this thing, this is a guy, I mean, he's got he's he's got gi- 10 and 2 eighths hands. He's a very strong hands catcher, Mike. 6013226, uh, nearly a 77-inch reach. So this is a guy that when you watch him play, not exceptionally quick, not exceptionally fast, but just nuanced enough that he really is a productive player. Talk to me about Osiris Torrance and kind of explain his height, weight, speed, and where you think he fits in an offensive line in the NFL. He's an offensive guard, 6047, 337, and a well-distributed 337. He's a a squared-up player. You heard uh, Nagy yesterday talk to us about squared-up linemen. In other words, he's not a waistbender. Eleven and two eighths hands, so he he's got strong hands. He's got a good punch when you watch him play. Eighty four inch reach uh, for an offensive guard. This is this is very very prototypical for the National Football League. All right, let's talk about another offensive lineman we saw in person yesterday. Dewan Jones <laughs> from Ohio State measured six eight one, so slightly over six eight, three hundred seventy five pounds, eleven and three eight inch hands. 36 and 5.8 inch arms, the wingspan 89 and a half inches. Okay, Coach Mack, what did he show you in terms of his play as those numbers jump off the page? The first thing, and this is going to sound strange, but it's 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 very relevant. He's a big man that's not afraid to play big. Sometimes you've got big guys that you know, are a little reluctant to be – because when you watched him in one-on-one, I mean, I, I watched him lined up against Isaiah Foskey, uh, you know, the edge rusher, and he just – he dwarfs these people. What I saw out of this guy at, 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 at unbelievable numbers that you just, you just put out there, he needs work on his footwork. He needs he needs he needs some work on just being able. There there were a couple of times, of course, it was the first practice. You had a lot of popcorn starts out of the offensive line, but I, I, this guy to me is a very very viable viable right tackle prospect in the National Football League. Needs work on conditioning. Well, I mean, three seventy five, but it's not. He's not sloppy. It's not sloppy. It's just a big mountain of a man. Now, clearly. At 375 pounds, to get in National Football League condition, it's different when he comes in and gets on a nutrition program in the NFL, gets on a weight program in the NFL. But he doesn't come from, you know, some little small school down by the river. I mean, so he's been in a good program. (laughs) Uh, I like this guy. And and not just because he's a massive human. I mean, he's he's got a chance, and I think he's got a chance to perfect his craft pretty quickly. One thing that puts his measurables in perspective he has a longer wingspan than nba star Giannis antetokounmpo think about that for a second second of all mac would you say and Giannis be, is 6 11 i think that's right yeah so to put this in perspective Giannis what doesn't we, weight 375 does no he? he does not okay uh to put this in perspective mac the thing i saw and i think what you're alluding to is like a lot of big guys he plays with his body in terms of out leveraging smaller opponents where he need the future is going to need technical refinement with the rest of his still and not just playing his 
size as an attribute. Absolutely, and, and, and that's the first thing that, that you look at with a guy that is that is that kind of a size uh, that he just doesn't forfeit to his size. You know, he needs he needs technical refinement. Other linemen that really jumped out at you, Coach? Yeah. Give, me a, give us a couple. Well, I'm going to give you In one. the Amy Wells spirit of <laughs> no, I'm going to give you two in Amy Wells spirit. She, oh, actually, two would be a couple. That's not Amy Wells spirit. Jalen Duncan from uh, Maryland, okay. offensive tackle from Maryland, 6054-298. I think he played heavier than that at Maryland. He looks like he's in pretty good condition to me. Nine and, th- nine and uh, three-eighths hands, 80 and three-eight reach. Uh, he was very competitive. And then, not just because he's a frog, but Steve Avila, the offensive guard from TCU, 6'3", 332 pounds, 79-inch reach. I, I kind of, you know, just watching both of those guys, uh, I kind of liked what they did. One of the interesting prospects yesterday in this uh, practice, uh, one of the two practices, is Julius Brintz, cornerback from Kansas State. And it was – Mac and I got tickled because – He's real grabby, and they kept throwing flags, throwing flags, throwing flags. He finally thinks he's gotten a guy beat, and he is yelling and going crazy, and they still throw a flag. He's like, no, no, son, not, not, not today. But the, the thing about this kid is he is really big and long for a cornerback. He's 6'3", 202, with nearly an 83-inch wingspan, who can work space. He's just got to get – the hands away. No, no, he's he's way, way too grabby. And that, that every every one on one that he was in, three in a row. I wouldn't say every one, three in a row. They they flagged him because he was he was grabbing. He's got long reach, but he's got to he's got to get that he's got to get that out of his game really quick. And and a lot of times coming out of the the collegiate game, because the the contact rules are different in the collegiate game as far as to where, how you can make contact with the receivers. You've got grabby guys, and you've got, to, you've got to get them out of that. Even goes so far as to, you know, I've been on staffs before where if we had a guy that was really grabby, you, you would practice him like in, in some early OTAs with a tennis ball in each hand just so he couldn't grab, so he had to cover with his feet. So he had to, you know, the, this, this guy, he's got length. But with his, with his arms, he just can't go go gadget them out there and grab people <laughs> like he did here. All right, so right now, uh, before we get to talking about more prospects, and we will do that, Mike Vrabel is here. The Titans scouting staff is here. Uh, We had a great opportunity to visit with Rand Carthon, the new general manager. You can watch that at TennesseeTitans.com. Really, not a lot of wild specifics yet because he hasn't had a lot of wild specifics yet. We talk about his first 10 days on the job. So go to TennesseeTitans.com to watch that or to read anything that Jim Wyatt has written, which is always excellent. But let's go back to Vrabel. I had a chance to visit with Vrabel for just a second on uh, how everything's fitting together for him to start with Rand Carthon. And here it is, Mike Vrabel on the OTP. Mike Vrabel's sixth senior bowl as the Titans head coach. How different is it now than it was when you started off? Well, I think you have an idea of what it's like in the schedule. I think you get more comfortable with it, uh, the meetings and uh, how that translates, and then you know the practice structure and setup. Overall, in terms of what you watch during a practice, are there specific position groups? Well, I think you'll try to look at some of the guys that, that we talked to that had a you know had a personal interaction with them, that opportunity, um, and then you know, kind of follow the, the, the lines of scrimmage and, and, and the receivers, all those one-on-one drills. 
What's the most important thing a player can show you at the Senior Bowl? Well, I think improvement. I think that they can show us, um, you know, the ability to play with technique, you know, and then the ability to, to, to not make the same mistake twice. As you've been through the first 10, 11 days now with Rand Carthon, what sorts of things have you been working on? Well, just getting, you know, I mean, we have conversations about the roster and, you know, where, where we see things as coaches and, you know, where the personnel department sees it and, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do going forward and, and how we start this process of, um, you know, pre-agency and the draft and, you know, it's just working through the roster right now and having conversations. I bet you're really enjoying it. No, it's great. It's been, you know, it, it, again, it's it's, to, it's it's trying to bring what they think and what we think as coaches and, you know, having conversations about it and then coming to an agreement that, that is best for the football team. Some of the coaching hires, whether it be assistant coaches or head coaches, have been slower this year. It's been a slower process. Why do you think that is? Well, uh, uh, just trying to make sure that, you know, uh, us personally, uh, we're, we're, we're casting a large net, that we're, we're interviewing a lot of people, uh, trying to get the right fit and uh, making sure that, you know, it's, it's the right thing at the right time. And you don't have a game to get ready for next no, week? No, there is no rush, you know. I mean, it's like we have a lot of time. And so we're not under any sort of time constraint. And so it's just you know, doing what's best and trying to meet with a lot of different people. That's Mike Vrabel on the OTP, and that means it's halftime of the official Titans podcast presented by the new Duncan Rewards program. Rewards you can really use. No, really. Use them on free donuts, coffees, and breakfast sandwiches, and then use them on free donuts, coffees, and breakfast sandwiches to say, thanks for all that work you did, Rhett, or my bad for being so grumpy yesterday. Rhett. <laughs> Apology accepted. Thank you. Join Duncan Rewards today. Way to pick up, Brett. Thanks. Join Duncan Rewards today. Save them, stack them, use them however you want. America runs on Duncan. Terms apply. What a great app that is, too, because you is, can pay it forward. It I, is, I'm into the Duncan. Yeah, I know you are. All right. Coach Mack, any of the quarterbacks stand out to you yesterday as the best? I, I actually have a favorite. I like the frog from TCU. I mean, he threw the ball the best to me yesterday. And I will say this, with all due respect to these quarterbacks, it wasn't a great day for the quarterbacks no. yesterday. It was not a great day. Now, let's, let's go back to, again, having coached this thing, being on the field with those guys. First of all, we had, you had a lot of drop snaps Woo. from under center. You had a lot of, uh, I call them popcorn starts, where you've got guards going and then you've got tackles going and everybody's jumping and moving. So it wasn't a real smooth operation. But just throwing the ball in seven-on-seven seven and in team, uh, I didn't think any of the quarterbacks really stood out. In fact, one of the better throws was by Max Duggan at the – at the end of the practice, really, he threw a, he threw a, I told Rhett, he threw a nice dagger or dig route to Mingo that was really a nice throw. But uh, I wasn't impressed with any of the quarterbacks yesterday. Mike. No, I, to me it was Clayton Toon from Houston. Uh, I was closer to the field for the second practice than you guys were, and I thought he was more accurate. Um, I, I don't know that, that any of them have big arms, although Jake Hayner, uh, from Fresno State, made some good throws and threw the ball 
as easily as you would hope an NFL quarterback looks to throw it. Not that set-up, aim thing that they've been taught in some camp. Right, right. You know, you got you got to drop back and throw the ball. And I thought Hayner was pretty good, but I, probably the guy who had the best day was Hendon Hooker. And the former Tennessee quarterback didn't even practice, but everybody is so intrigued, Rhett Bryant, by Hendon Hooker here. There is a lot of positive thought about him from everywhere and he can't participate with the ACL right now but his appearance just what he does the fact that he's around how highly he's thought of I think he made a very smart move coming here and continuing to just keep his name in the conversation well Mike I think the biggest thing he can glean out of this is being able to speak to these teams and and talk uh, in front of general managers and coaches that, uh, you know, maybe you're looking for him and, and, and looking for a prospect like that, that, you know, they could pick his brain. Just seeing him interact yesterday after practice was over, uh, Coach Mack and I saw him go over to the rail, and there was a lot of Tennessee fans that came down, and a uh, kid took his jersey off, and he signed his jersey. Great interaction there. The thing I was impressed by is I, I hadn't seen Hendon Hooker in person before yesterday, and – the measurables are there. He has enormous hands, long reach, uh, good frame and build. And I think he's done himself a huge favor by coming down here because had the ACL not happened, he'd be the talk of this thing this week right, right now. Right. And I mean, towards the measurables, you talk about his hands. Hendon Hooker measured six three and a half. And Coach Mack, I don't think I realized he was that tall. I did not either. Rhett and I, as I say, were standing there on the field when he when he came down and was you know, and I looked and went, that is a good looking athlete. I mean, long and just but put together very well. And I I I really, first of all, I, Jim Nagy being able to let him come down here that was a big thing. We talked yesterday with him about that. Yeah, and that that was big because that to me, you know, if Hendon Hooker doesn't get hurt, I don't know if Hendon Hooker's playing down here, just right. because of you know what I'm saying, just because of where he would be in the draft. I really, I really think now he might have been because I know he's a very competitive, you know, person. But I was impressed just the way he was carrying himself. But physically, it's the first time I've seen him in person and been standing on the field with him. It's a good looking athlete. Well, it's funny because for years, if you, if a quarterback was under 6'2", people wouldn't talk about him. In today's spread look, the 5'11 quarterback is not out of the realm of possibility. The majority of the quarterbacks here are 6'1", six six which is great. But, man, you still like a 6'3", six 6'4 six quarterback. With this caveat that can move. Right. And he can. Right. And he can. And his, his just, you know, throughout the season – you know, because I, we all kept up with it very closely, just watching him and watching him grow in that offense throughout the season. Uh, I, I, I really liked this young man for a lot of reasons. Tennessee's head coach Josh Heupel was down here, and he was kind enough to give us time. If you go to TennesseeTitans.com, it's up right now. You can watch my talk with Josh Heupel. We discuss Hendon Hooker. Obviously, too, Coach, we got into Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee, who weighed in at 342. He's over 6'5", 
342, maybe a little heavy. We'll see. What did you see from Darnell Wright yesterday? I've watched Darnell Wright all year because, as you well know, and this is not a promo, I do coach to coach. Right, from the with South, Doug Matthews. With Doug Matthews for 20 weeks. And so we dig in the Southeastern Conference every week. Hard film study. First of all, the move to right tackle was a great move by him and by that staff. To me, he's a quintessential right tackle in this in this league. I uh, I agree with what you're saying in one thing. He needs to slick up that weight. Is what he needs to do. Is he's going to have because he's going to be hand, handling even at right tackle in this league more capable edge people. But he is a he's a he's got a nasty temperament and he's got a really good base. A, he's a good he's a big man that plays with a good base. The other vol down here, Byron Young, outside linebacker. He measured 6'2", slightly over, 248 pounds. Rhett, what kind of day did you think he had? I saw a couple of flashes in some of the uh, one-on-one drills. Uh, he's one of those that, I mean, first of all, this is my first trip down here, so it's like watching a three-ring circus. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and you're like, but, Rhett, you watch Titans practice. Like, this is a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's you a gotta, lot different because you, you know the people. Right. You know the people, and it, it's a lot different, and it's it's really a lot like going if your first time, which I, you know, appreciate that, of you saying that, because at first when you – now, today when we go watch it, we'll, you'll be more zeroed in on guys. Cause and I'm start, starting to memorize numbers. starting to memorize and numbers yep. and, and, and know who they are. But it is – it's like watching a county fair when you first – That's a good way to put it. When you first step into the arena, if you're not focused on just one part. And what we do, we are trying to give our listeners an overview of a lot of – groups looking at it when scouts are down here guys they divide the scouting staff up and you watch one position one position all week yeah one position all week one position all week and that that because of the county fair atmosphere which it is but in the one-on-ones against the offensive linemen good quick first step off the ball i saw the speed come off the ball on multiple occasions you know, he does not have a tremendous amount of football experience. He's the guy that was working at the Dollar General. They don't have a lot of football experience at Dollar General. Well, Dollar General is a wonderful place, <laughs> wonderful company, but they don't really, you know, do a lot of pass blocking and, and you know, rushing drills there in aisle six. Um, but, but, I mean, to the point, in all seriousness, I mean, this is a guy who after high school – Went to work at Dollar General and then worked his way through the JUCO ranks. And God bless JUCOs, but, I I mean, it's just getting on the field and trying to win a game. And then he gets to Tennessee, and they got to play him right away because he shows up and they've had 30 guys leave the program. And so he's not a finished product yet. Well, but what does that – let's take away the football part of it. What does that tell you about the young man's perseverance? He wants it. He wants it. And that is that's big. And what you were saying, he's got. And Rhett's, Rhett is completely correct. He's got tools to develop. Yep. All right. So let's wrap up this edition of the OTP on the road from Mobile and the Senior Bowl with just the fun part. And Rhett talks about it, it, as you come down, you have to get used to watching everything. But if you're just watching practice as a fan, Rhett Bryan, two practices yesterday, not as a prospect, but just as a fan. Who's the player you went, wow? Oh, it's uh, one of them. Is one, no. one, one, okay. one, one, Amy. One, okay. Amy. All right. Amy. 
Nathaniel Tank Dell. Yes. Who is that? He, Tell everybody who that is. He's a wide receiver from the University of Houston who measured at 5'8", 166 with 8 and 7 eighths inch hands. Uh, so <laughs> he bad. is a just a tiny rocket of a guy. Now, had some uh, issues with uh, punt return. Uh, did did drop a couple of those, but the short area quicknesses against the the DBs and the one on one drills, he broke guys off at the ankles. He changed direction so quick. When Max sits next to you and he goes, "Whoa, you know you're looking at something." Eric Gray. Oh, you took mine. Eric Gray, you're welcome. Eric Gray, running back, out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, 5'9", 214, played at Tennessee for two years. He is a three-time, he is the only three-time recipient of the Tennessee Titans Mr. Football Award. If he joined the Titans, he could bring his own jersey because those guys get a jersey every year. That's right. Joey Barranco wouldn't even need to suit him up. He could bring his own jersey. Um, and then he goes to Oklahoma, and he had a really good 2022. Wow. Uh, he, wow. He, when you just watch him, uh, and it was pretty evident pretty quick. First of all, tremendous lowers. Woo. You look at, I mean, that, and, and that, he's a jump cutter, and he's sudden. And, and he was one of those guys, and, and Rhett's right. I'm sitting up there and watching little Gidget Gadget the first time he broke a corner off. I went, uh-oh. I mean, that was really something. But when he was running, you could see all of a sudden, all right, the, the, where I really saw him, Mike, was when they were doing the passing drill where they were swinging the back out of the backfield and then to watch him catch it and turn up the field. Yeah. He did that at Oklahoma a lot last year. He absolutely did. He had 1366 on the ground. I forget what his receiving yards were, but he had a great year for the Sooners. But, yeah, that is a dude – he certainly was one of the winners of out of both practices yesterday. Well, I think I mean, the winner certainly looked the part. I think the winner was Rhett Bryan. That's just me because to go to his first day of practices, it's 80 degrees. It's not supposed to be. And Rhett picked up as much as he did. He did much better than me my first day. I walked – first time I ever went to senior bowl practice, I walked out of there and I knew nothing because I couldn't figure out what to do. Well, and it, it can be overwhelming, but, of course, you know. I, well done, Rhett. Rhett and, Thank I, you. Rhett and I sit right together the whole time, and uh, Rhett Bryan is dialed into what's going on. In but the you're busy. Football. I mean, we've seen from Amy Wells' Twitter account, at Titans Amy, by the way, you're taking pictures with everyone. You're getting to know everyone. You're no, I'm not getting to know everyone. I know everyone. Well, everyone. That's true. <laughs> they're, they're we're stopping. getting to know everyone. We're getting to know everyone. <laughs> I, I introduce you guys to everybody. That's true. <laughs> that, 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 that comes up there. No, it was a great day. I'm looking forward to it today. But uh, I knew I knew Rhett Bryan would crush this down here just because of the way that he approaches the NFL and the way he approaches the draft. And so, good job, Rhett. It's something else, isn't it? It is. Here's the only thing else. I could say about Rhett, that, and he and I both need it: sunscreen. Sunscreen. Yeah, I'm rocking the Red Lobster look. This There's a, there are a lot of people around here, uh, getting ready for day two, who look like they've uh, been a tourist at the beach. Not going to be as warm today. More cloud cover, so should be. That's should what be they okay. said yesterday. Should be okay. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You never quite know down here. All right, great job, guys. Thanks for uh, this OTP on the road from Mobile. Of course, we're having these all week as we're into the 2023 Senior Bowl, and we've got a lot more to come, uh, more interviews and such. Stay tuned. Brought to you by your friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've been protecting Tennesseans now for 76 years since 1947. Go to fbhp.com. 
For Coach Dave McGinnis and Rhett Bryant, I'm Mike Keith. Thanking you for listening to the OTP.